Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new edition of the OPC Foundation podcast, the home of industrial interoperability. My name is Peter Seberg, and I am your host. Today, I will be talking to Andreas Fahrt about OPC UA companion specifications initiated and coordinated by the German Mechanical Engineering Industry Association, VDMA. Andreas will tell us what VDMA is, what OPC UA companion specifications they have been working on, how their process works. He'll talk about the companies involved, what the resulting contents of such a specification looks like, and how you, as a listener, may become involved. Okay, let's go for it. Hello, Andreas. Thanks for joining. How are you? Hi, Peter. Well, I'm fine, and I'm pretty happy to have this podcast today with the OPC Foundation. Andreas, please introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a bit about your employer, the Mechanical Engineering Industry Association, VDMA, as it's generally known for, there and your involvement to date with OPC Technology and the OPC Foundation. Yeah, my name is Andreas Fahrt, as you already told, and I am leading the field of OPCUA inside the VDMA. So what is a VDMA? The VDMA is the most important industrial association in Europe. We got more than 3,200 member companies from the broad range of the manufacturing industry. So this is what we are representing. And to do that, we got 38 trade associations and a lot of regional and um, global subsidiarities um, supporting our work. So the VDMA was not looking especially for OPCUA technology in the beginning. We were searching for technology which helps us to do standardized interfaces. Standardized interfaces were the real need of the mechanical industry. And for that, we searched for technology which was scalable, which was secure, and which is scalable from the shop floor up to the cloud. And for that, we found OPC UA. And right now, a lot of groups in the different fields of the mechanical industry are doing OPC UA companion specifications with a lot of effort. What is the status of OPC UA mechanical engineering? Do other competing standards exist or has OPC UA established itself as the de facto standard for industrial interoperability in mechanical engineering? Well, I would say right now it's a de facto standard. The groups are really heavily developing those companion specifications and OPC UA. And um, in the working groups, there is not the question anymore if we should do OPC UA or another technology. They are really starting from the scratch, thinking about how to do an OPC UA companion specification and are not searching for other possible standards or other possible technologies to describe their um, standardized interfaces. How does the process for developing OPC UA companion specifications within VDMA look like? How do you go about getting companies and their representatives together around one table? Uh, are there any legal implications? Yeah, we got a great process which we improved over the last years. And um, this process has mainly five steps. So we are doing the preliminary work, and this exactly is where we are trying to get companies involved in these working groups. So what we're doing is, on the one hand, asking 
our members if there is a need and if they want to do companion specifications in their field. And on the other hand, we are searching um, and the whole community also together with the OPC Foundation for volunteers who has the same idea as our members to start a joint working group or to start a companion specification. So this is where we got a lot of companies involved and we have really the critical mass of companies behind those standards to drive them and to make them accepted worldwide. And we can do that because we are working in the VDMA as pre-market relevant topics like doing standards. And um, for that, of course, we got compliance rules and so on. So the next step is that those groups which are representing different machine types, which should be described in the standards, are starting the content work. So that means there is the domain expertise required to see which information should be standardized in those companion specifications. And um, after that, we are trying to get that into the OPCUA companion specifications. So the step two is just about domain knowledge. And from step three, we are going for OPCUA. And there, the transfer of the information to the OPCUA information modeling is the step where a lot of discussions came up, how to develop, how to model, how to bring the information model to life and to do this in a way that also the customer and the user in the end can use it and can understand it and also um, how to describe the information self-describing without a lot of possibilities for interpretations. And after that, when we have the content work done and we have the design in OPC UA, we are going for the publication. So our fourth step is to do the publication of the standards. And this is also in a process we have developed in the in the past years, a long time ago, which is really driven also by compliance and all rules, which are somehow also used by Dean or ESO on and so on. So this is a fourth step. And the fifth step this is also one of the most important steps. We are trying to get direct implementations of our OPCA companion specifications. So, of course, we are trying to get that used in the industry and our members and the companies who are involved in the working groups are bringing the companion specifications in their products and machines. But on the other hand, we are also doing a lot of demonstrators where we have kind of proof of concept that our companion specifications are working well and are easy to implement. Okay, so now we understand that VDMA does not drive the OPC UA companion specifications all by yourself. So you work with partner organizations. Can you shed a little bit of light on those partner organizations that are involved and, and how that process works? Yeah, of course. Well, I will not name all of them because this would be a really long list, but I will highlight two or three. So, for example, we got Euromap, the European Plastic and Rubber Machinery Association, which is involved in this group. And um, another one maybe you know is Eumabois, which is for the woodworking technology. So those European associations are supporting and the members of those associations are supporting the groups to get the critical mass of companies behind the standard. And I want to give one more example, which is an international example worldwide, 
called G3. So G3 is an association for machine vision manufacturers. And the group of the machine vision systems started right from the scratch together with G3. And G3 has, for example, AIA from US, Enver from Europe, JIA from Japan, VDMA from Europe, and ZMVU from China. So you can see it's a global working group with more than 60 involved companies and more than 100 participants. So this is really a great, great group for international collaboration. And of course, we got one more partner called OPC Foundation, you all know. And with the OPC Foundation, we are also working really closely together and showing our companion specifications worldwide together with the OPC Foundation. And all our working groups are also joint working groups with the OPC Foundation. So we also get the members of OPC Foundation inside of our development process. As you mentioned, the working groups, can you give us um, like an overview of the OPC UA companion specification working groups that existed VDMA and maybe give us like a, a kind of a status of where they are? Yeah, I will try. It's really a lot because we got right now more than 450 companies involved and we got more than 25, 26 working groups. So I cannot deep dive in all of them, but I will give you a short overview and maybe I will highlight one or two. So we got the air pollution control. We got automated guided vehicles. We got compressors, compressed air and vacuum technology. We got industry cranes, which are working closely together with robotics because they have also coordinate systems and movements. We got food processing and packaging machinery, which are translating the existing Weinstefaner standard into OPC companion specification. We got foundry machinery working together with Semaphon. We got glass machinery. We got integrated assembly solutions, which are doing standards for end-of-arm tools. So, for example, grippers are handled in this group. We got intralogistic systems. We got length measurement technology. We have the machine tools and manufacturing systems. We have machine vision working together with G3 and um, having a really behavior and status machine-driven approach. We got mining, we got plastics and rubber machinery together with Euromap, which were one of the first groups started to do companion specifications. We got power transmission engineering. We have printing and paper technology, pumps and system, robotics, which are doing a motion device. On this, we will come later in this podcast. We got surface technology, textile machinery, weighing technology, and woodworking machinery. So you see, it's really the broad range of the manufacturing industry we are covering here. And this is also represented in our working groups, which are also interacting together and networking pretty well. Yes, it's an uh, amazing overview. There, There's not a single piece of equipment that I could imagine uh, is not on your list. How long does it typically take to define an OPC UA companion specification? And what is then the result of a working group? A document, I guess, and, and, and what is inside such a document? What can I read and see? And are they then available to OPC Foundation and or VDMA members? Or can the general public look at them as well? 
And who is actually their target audience reader? Is that developers and technical decision makers at mechanical engineering companies? Well, this is not really like a rule, but normally we have about two years from the beginning to the final release in the market. Sometimes it takes longer, sometimes the group are a little bit faster. This really depends on how clear is the vision and how easy they can find their mission to achieve the goals. So those groups who are now doing, for example, the second companion specification, like the robotic group, will be much faster than those groups who just started and um, are not really aware of how to get really efficient, standardized companion specifications. And what do we have in the end? It's two things. We have a PDF, which is human-readable, where you can find all the information, all the descriptions of the information, everything you have to know for implementation. And on the other hand, we got an XML file, which is machine-readable and which will be implemented using the advices in the PDF. So you need both. One hand, understand the standard. And on the other hand, the implementable XML file. So for who is it? I would say it is more for the technical guys, for the SPS programmers, or, well, in English, PLC programmers. And... um, those have to understand the interfaces and also have to implement it. It's, it's great because those programmers can get the standards easily on our homepage, opca.vdmo.org, or at the OPC Foundation's homepage. So to answer the question for who it is available, the clear answer is the general public. And it's not just the general public can get the information, can get the companion specifications. It's also the the fact that when we have the release candidate, from this time, the general public is invited to get comments on this release candidate. And we will figure out how to use those comments in the phase after the release candidate to develop the next step, the release itself. So we are also getting the information, the needs, the ideas from the general public in our standard and, of course, is uh, available to the general public without any costs, without any barriers. Pretty easy. Just download it and that's it. Maybe you can give us an example of a specific, concrete uh, OPC UA companion specification. You mentioned, let's say, the one for robotics. I assumed it most of our listeners can somehow relate to this topic. When did you start? How long did it take to finish part one? What companies were involved? And for what type of robots was the specification written for? And without going to each and any detail, but what does the resulting OPC UA for robotics companion specification say in its core about OPC UA and robots? Yeah, well, the group of robotics started around February 2017. And yeah, they were working two, two and a half years until their final release, which is, of course, available right now. And there were approximately about 35 companies in the working group, like, for example, Epson, VW, Krausmaffei, Beckhoff, KUKA, Kiba, Siemens, Mitsubishi Electrics, Yaskawa, ABB, Engel, and so on. So you see a lot of companies were involved. And of course, it's also a joint working group with the OPC Foundation. 
yeah, what have they done? Well, I would try to do a, a little exercise with all of you in the audience. Imagine of a robot. And I'm pretty sure if I could look into your minds, there will be robots with two axes, three axes, six axes, different colors, different movements, maybe just a linear system, maybe a really complex robot. And this exactly was the problem this group had in the beginning. How to describe a robot for the reason a robot is not that easy to describe. So what they did is go on a more abstract view. So they asked themselves how to describe it and how to name it. And the answer is, we are all having motion systems in mind. So all of your robot is a motion system. And this motion system contains axes and power trains with motors and gears. And you have all controllers somehow with safety states. So this is how we can describe the broad range of robots in one specification. So the group, as I said, defined a motion system or more detailed a motion device system. And for that, they have an information model, which is component oriented. And this is totally PubSub capable, for example. And they also get the asset information properties from the OPCUA DI included. Are the resulting OPCUA companion specifications driven forward by VDMA, in the end, a VDMA or also an OPC foundation companion standard? And is it recognized as an international standard? Maybe you can give us an example. Yeah, that's correct. We have a VDMA standard called VDMA Einheitsblatt. And of course, we have also the OPC Foundation Companion Standard. And both standards are referring to each other. So we are just changing the first page of the standard, but the standards have the same content. And for that, we have pretty good international acceptance. In the European market, the VDMA standard, the VDMA Einheitsblatt, maybe is used more, but internationally, of course, the OPC Foundation Companion Standard is used. And to give an example, we have uh, the plastic and rubber machinery, and they started even more complex with a Euromap standard. And this Euromap standard was driven, of course, by the VDMA and Euromap. So they take the template of Euromap. Right now, they were transferring that to the VDMA standard and the OPC Foundation standard. So we have three first pages, which does not mean that there is any different content. It's just the first page. And on the first page, as I said, there is a reference to the other standards. But this helps us to get the different stakeholders worldwide involved and also to make it more accepted. The Euromap plastic rubber machinery did that really because um, the Chinese companies, uh, which were involved, really complained about that Euromap standard is hard to accept for the Chinese market and that they want to have a more global kind of standard. And this is why we are doing also OPC foundation standards as um, the second single source of truth, which is somehow not correct in here, but we have, in this case, three single sort of truths because they have the same content, but just different first pages. 
How about interoperability between the range of OPC UA's companion specifications as driven forward by VDMA? Does VDMA engage in harmonization amongst the different specifications and how is that being organized? Yeah, this is one of the hardest tasks the VDMA has to fulfill. Well, on general topics, we're working together at the OPC Foundation's Harmonization Group and bringing our needs from the mechanical engineering industry in this group. But we have also an own VDMA Harmonization Group. This group is called OPC for Machinery. And there we are standardizing those information which comes up in different companion specifications in the different fields of the mechanical industry. So right now we are working, for example, on an identification type. And the difference between the OPC Foundation Harmonization Group and the VDMA Harmonization Group, OPC for Machinery, is um, that in our group we are defining really the information from the perspective of mechanical engineering industry and not of the perspective, for example, from the process industry. So we are covering our needs first, but we are totally working together with OPC Foundation Harmonization. We are totally willing to also harmonize with, for example, the process industry so that the customer in the end who is using the standards has just one big picture where he finds the topics which can be standardized over different branches described in the same way. Do you consider VDMA as an OPCUA interoperability hub for mechanical engineering in Germany, in Europe, or even globally? Yeah, of course. We're trying to get the central hub here. Not the hub for OPCUA technology development, but the hub for doing companion specification in the field of mechanical engineering. This is a global approach, I would say. And we are trying to gather more domain knowledge from all over the world into our working groups. And yeah, the, the big goal really is that all parties worldwide who are thinking about doing OPCUA companion specifications in the field of mechanical engineering are somehow getting in contact with us and we can see if there's already a group where they can join or if there has to be a new group where they can join or how to work to collaborate here pretty closely. So what we really don't want is that there are different groups worldwide who are working on the same standard. This was really be the worst case and we have to prevent that. Which are VDMA plans for driving and coordinating OPC UA companion specifications for the coming years? Are you almost done or are you still open for new companies and listeners getting involved? Yeah, this is a question I am really hearing very often. And the clear answer is no, we are not almost done. It is the fact that we have new groups almost each month. So we are growing and growing and growing. If I look back to 2018, 2017, it's right now triple as much as we had groups in 2017. So it's it's really growing and it's growing rapidly. It's not like we are waiting for a group who finds 
itself and starting doing an OPC companion specification. It's really like they are coming to us actively and asking, how can we start? What do we have to do? How can we get in touch with the VDMA? How can we join a group? Or also our members come to us and are asking, come on, let's do a companion specification here. We have the need and our customers are also asking about standards. So we are not almost done, but what we can say is that some of the groups will be finished also in the year 2020, but a lot of them are starting then the second part of their companion specification. So um, this is really a great development of the groups and of the activities, and the companies are really willing to participate and to join the groups and bring the standards to the market. Okay, we're getting to the end. Is there any activity or development that you've experienced lately or any other thought that you would like to share with our listeners? Well, there are two things. One thing I already said, we are really in a phase of getting more working groups, but also getting more efficient. So for us, it's pretty important that if there are parties worldwide starting companion specifications, that they get in touch with us. And this is happening pretty often and working pretty well, but I never get tired to say that again and again. Please collaborate, collaborate with the VDMA, and we want to collaborate also with you. So um, there should be no barriers. For that, it would be really great to get in touch if there are any ideas doing companion specification in the mechanical engineering industry. And last week, we had a great event here inside the VDMA with about 200 people in the room, which called meeting of the OPCUA working groups inside the VDMA. So we really had the broad range of those people in the room who were driving the standards in the different fields in the mechanical engineering industry, and they were able to network and were able to yeah, see how other groups are doing and where problems are and how they get um, solved. This was really kind of example what we want to do and where we want to go for to be a kind of platform for discussions, for networking, for coming together, and of course, also doing the companion specifications in OPCUA for the mechanical engineering industry. Andreas, thanks a lot for sharing your knowledge regarding OPCUA companion specifications as driven forward by the German Mechanical Engineering Industry Association, VDMA, with our users. If you, dear listener, want to learn more about VDMA and their OPCUA initiatives, you can visit their website at opcua.vdma.org. If you want to learn more about the OPCUA companion specifications or other pieces of the OPCUA technology or about the OPC Foundation, you may want to listen to the preceding OPC Foundation podcast editions or visit the website at opcfoundation.org. If you have a proposal for topics or are interested in appearing on the OPC Foundation podcast, maybe you want to join one of the VDMA or other OPC UA companion specification working groups, or maybe you want to become a member of the OPC Foundation or otherwise, please mail the OPC Foundation at office at opcfoundation.org. We'll put both the website URL and the mail address in the podcast notes. 
In future editions, I will be doing interviews with guests from Microsoft, SAP, IBM, and many others on such topics as cloud connection, certification, and further companion specifications. It was great to have you with us today. If you like what you heard, give us a thumbs up, spread the news. Looking forward to have you with us again. Andreas, thank you very much for having been my guest today. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.